Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. Thank God. You can overcome. The enemy will lie to you and tell you that it's too big, it's too hard, whatever you're dealing with, and that you won't win, you can't win, no way, no how. But all things are possible to him or her that believes. Now that's quite a statement. Jesus said that. All things are possible. Say it out loud. All things are possible to who? Not, not to everybody, but to him or her that believes. To those that believe. Well, believing is not just this mystical, magical thing that nobody can pin down. We're given all sorts of instruction in the Bible about faith and about believing. Faith is a lot like a muscle in your body. It's got to be fed, it's got to be nourished, and it's got to be used. It's got to be exercised. And if you do those two things on a regular basis, it'll get stronger and stronger and stronger. What that means is what used to seem unreachable and impossible to you begins to seem entirely reachable and possible. So let's uh, release our faith today. Let's pray together and believe the Lord for exactly what He would say to us. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us uh, joining together ask You for the anointing, for utterance, for direction, for guidance. Uh, speak to us by Your Spirit and minister to us of Your divine strength and grace, uh, exactly what we need to rise above and to overcome every problem and every issue that we face or will face tomorrow. Thank you that greater is he that's in us than the one that's in the world. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Go in the great textbook to Hebrews chapter 10. We've been on uh, this uh, subject for a number of weeks now that we're calling By Faith, By Faith. And uh, we want to continue with that in verse 35 of chapter 10, Hebrews 10, 35. It says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Uh, notice this word, confidence. We're going to be coming back to that, I believe, today. Confidence is another word for faith. So is trust. Is another, you can use them interchangeably many times. Trust, faith, confidence. And the reason I start here in what we call the, the end of the 10th chapter is because he's already talking about faith before you get to the... Uh, beginning of the 11th. This wasn't written in chapter and verse. And so when he says, cast, don't cast away your confidence, he says it has great recompense of reward. Just a few verses later, it says, uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder 
of those that diligently seek him. See, he's talking about the same thing, confidence and faith. And he said, for you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. And here is a key to confidence is knowing the will of God. There are two big things that are key to our confidence. And that, number one, I could say it like this, is knowing who we are. Knowing who and what we are. And you won't find that except in Him, in Christ. The second thing is knowing His will. When you know who you are in Christ and you know what the will of God is, you're no longer wavering. You're no longer asking questions. You are, you'll be confident and bold to ask, to speak, to lay hold. Can you see that? Yes. Confidence. Let me go over it again. Two big things <laughs> that'll make you confident. And if you don't know these two big things, you won't be confident no matter what kind of front you try to put on. You'll just be masking insecurities. Number one, what do you need to know? Who you are, <laughs> who you are, and you can't just look to who your folks are and where you grew up and where you went to school or if you're an athlete or if you have money or this or that. That's not enough because those things are temporary and those things change and, and those things are, are not eternal. What we need to know is who we are in Christ, who we are in God, because that'll never change. And then we need to know in dealing with things day in, day out, we need to know what? Number two, what is the will of God? We need to know the will of God. Now, uh, there are millions of church-going people that believe in God, they believe in the Lord, many of them born again, but they, they think you just can't know the will of God. They think it's unknowable. But the scripture says that we are not to be unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is. That's why he gave us this book. That's why he gave us the author of this book inside us to reveal to us and, and make known to us the things that are freely given to us, the scripture said. We can find out the will of God. We can be sure and know the will of God in the areas of life. And when you do, you stop wavering. You stop vacillating. You stop asking questions, what if, or maybe, or we'll see, or hope so. No, because you know. And can you see that knowing who you are, knowing the will of God, what's that going to produce in you? Confidence. <laughs> confidence. Now, another word for this confidence is boldness. Boldness. And we'll be seeing these things uh, as we go through today. He said, uh, you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Thank you, Lord. That's why we end our, our classes saying that. I, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 said you walk by faith. I live by faith. I walk by faith. And then in 1 John, he said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And um, that's why we say that. And he said, uh, the just will live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul 
shall have no pleasure in him. Now, the NIV says it like this, if he shrinks back, shrinks back, and to draw back or shrink in fear, I'll not be pleased with him. This has to do with um, retreat. It has to do with cowering. It has to do with hiding. Can you see that? Trying to run from the issue, hide from the problem. And uh, something that's not a good thing is that some folks uh, have imagined, uh, someone or another got it twisted up, that just pretending that there was no problem was faith. You know, kind of sticking your head in the sand. They got a bad report, but they're just going to pretend they didn't get the bad report. I'm just not going to think about it. They uh, got a big bill that they don't know how to pay, and they just run from the creditors or hide or just, and just, you know, even people got so confused that they begin to say, you know, I have no bills. I have no bills. Well, if you got bills, you got bills, <laughs> right? Faith is not calling things that are as though they're not. Hmm? Well, Romans 4 said, calling those things that are not as though they are. Now people might hear and say, well, what's the difference? Big difference. Difference between lying and pretending or faith. Big difference. Faith is not pretending. Faith doesn't hide from the issue. In fact, faith rises up to meet the issue. Can you say amen? We, we got a, uh, on our logo here for faith school, anybody know who that is? <laughs> the big guy, can you imagine? Who the, who's the big guy? That's, that's Goliath. <laughs> and the little guy with the sling in his hand, that's David. Well, in that story, what is it, 1 Samuel 17 or so, you'll see that uh, uh, when uh, David began to say what he was going to do, and it sounded impossible, but then he grabbed his sling and he ran towards the giant. <laughs> it takes courage to do that, right? It takes, it takes courage. It takes confidence. It takes boldness. It takes faith. Can you see we're talking about the same thing? Because the temptation is to fear. And if you are yield to the fear, you won't run towards the problem. You will run from the problem. And you will try to hide from it. And that's what he's talking about when he says, if you shrink back, if you pull back, if you cower, if you hide, he says, I have no pleasure in that. God expects us to trust him and be courageous, <laughs> to trust him and be brave enough to step out and act on what he said, no matter how impossible it looks and seems. That honors him, and it opens the door for him to manifest his power and do great things in our life. Say it, say it out loud in verse 39. Say, we are not of those who draw back. Now, like we said, that, that could be translated shrink back in fear. Uh, we're not of those who draw back or shrink back unto destruction, but we're of those that believe to the uh, saving of the soul. Not pulling back and hiding, but advancing and going forward and laying hold. 
And you can see this in instance after instance in the 11th chapter of these individuals who trusted God. They didn't just hide at the house. They didn't just cower under the bed, did they? I mean, they got up, they advanced, you know, uh, in Jesus' ministry. Uh, you see that, that's recorded in Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. For instance, the woman with the issue of blood. Um, under the law, she wasn't supposed to be out in public. She wasn't supposed to be close to anybody or touch anybody. But instead of staying at home and hoping somebody noticed her, she got out in her weakened condition. And remember that? And she pressed through the crowd. Well, see, that's not hiding at home, Right? There, there were so many reasons why uh, she might not have left the house, right? Her weakened condition, the stigma that was with her situation and condition, all of that, but she pressed through. She pressed through, and she, just, she kept saying, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, well, she, she had to go for it, right? And she had to push through the, the things that were in her way. And the obstacles, faith is always like this. It's not because the Lord makes it hard. It's because there's an enemy down here. And he'll always try to resist you. He'll always try to throw up blocks. And um, even though he gave, you know, his people the Canaan's land and the promised land, the enemy had uh, infested it <laughs> and built walls around it. And, but no matter what the enemy does to keep you out, he's not bigger than God. And when they finally rose a generation that would trust and obey God under Joshua's leadership, those walls came down. Those giants fell down. And we saw, uh, what was it, uh, last week that even iron chariots were no match. <laughs> no match for God when you stepped out in faith. <laughs> in the 11th chapter here, we've looked at individual by individual and that's why we've said, you know, if you hadn't been with us in these, go back, get online and go back and catch up with us because we have covered a lot of ground up to this point. We looked at Abel, we looked at Enoch, we looked at Noah, we looked at uh, Abraham and Sarah, we looked at Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Moses. And uh, how many would agree, class, that every one of these is, is worth studying? Every one, you don't want to miss one of these. And we've got down to ver gotten down to verse 32 now. It's a, he said, what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Bar Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets. So we've been looking at about, you know, one per verse, but now he throws six at us in one verse because he says, I don't have time <laughs> to go through all of the people who have trusted God in the past and seen miracles. And there is a long line. In fact, uh, you see this theme again, because look, look over at chapter 12, the first verse which really, you know, it's not written in chapter and verse, so it's just still part of this same discourse. He says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Uh, what, what kind of witnesses is he talking about? Faith witnesses. Can you see he's talking about what he he's, was referring to in, in chapter 10 and 11. All of these people are a cloud of wit witnesses to what? Witnesses 
that God is faithful. Witnesses that when you step out and trust him and obey him, he will always come through for you. He will do things people thought impossible. He will do amazing things. Uh, how many think we, we could call on Abel and say, uh, uh, you know, can you trust God? <laughs> Abel would say, let me tell you <laughs> how you can trust God. If we called on Enoch, if we called on Abraham, every one of these, man, they could stand up and talk to us all day, right? About how you can trust God and about what he will do for you. And so then in chapter 12, verse 1, he's branching out. And he said, man, we are actually compassed. A compass is a circle. We are encircled by a great cloud of witnesses. So how many are there that would testify to God's faithfulness? Well, I reckon there are millions, right? And millions now. Uh, how many of you have folks that are already in heaven, kin folks and relatives that trusted God and believed God? Well, uh, the, the, we, we see a, a very partial list here <laughs> in chapter 11, and it just keeps going on. And how many would say, my name's on that list too. My name, I'm, I'm a part, and we'll be a part of that great cloud of witnesses as to God's faithfulness. And he said... Uh, because we got this great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset and run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. What kind of race is it? It's a faith race. And the Lord who began a good thing in us, he will finish it and complete it. If we'll stay the course, we keep running our race. What, what race? Fighting the good fight of faith running the good race of faith, uh, we will be a part of this same. Now, in, in my mind, I think you would agree, this is quite uh, an elite club here. Huh? How many would agree? I mean, Moses, Abraham, Elijah, Joseph, your name? <laughs> Whew. And yet, uh, other scriptures indicate that, that you and I are a part of this. And they've had their time on the planet and their life and their opportunity to trust God. You know, once we get out of here, out of this life, we're not going to have all the trouble that you had in this life because we will be uh, free from the devil's influence. Somebody say, thank God. <laughs> we will be free from the curse that's in the earth. We'll be free from the limitations of this mortal body that's been affected by sin and the curse. We'll be free from the interference of nutty people <laughs> and unbelievers, right? Right? So this is where the action is. The, the Bible said we're to endure hardness as good soldiers. Well, what's the hardness about? Well, it's, this is a tough place. This is the only place we've ever known. We were born into this. This is all we've ever known. But it's cursed. It's, sin, it's full of sin. It's full of darkness. It's full of the enemy. And, but it's also the place where you have opportunities to demonstrate your faith and your courage. <laughs> I mean, understand, you can't have amazing victories that people talk about for years. Unless you had a what? A battle. Right? 
And in order to have a battle, there's got to be an enemy, right? And there's got to be some attack and some threat. And so everybody likes to talk about the great victory and, you know, when it's, out, when it's over and you're sitting around the table. <laughs> but there was a time when it wasn't over. Hmm? There was a time when it wasn't in the books. Uh, there was a time when onlookers thought, ain't no way you're going to win. <laughs> but that's the opportunity to trust God. And in those kind of situations, it's where God shines. Do you believe it, says? It's where He shines, where it looks impossible. It seems no way. But somebody would dare look up and believe Him and dare to step out and act on what He said. In, in, in just in the face of insurmountable seeming odds, that's what they talk about, <laughs> right? I mean, we're still talking about the th three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace. Huh? But what were they thinking about when they were getting thrown in? <laughs> they, they hadn't read the end of the story. <laughs> we're still talking about Daniel in the lines then, but you know. What, what was he thinking about when they lowered him in with those big hungry lions? <laughs> Every one of these stories is so great, is so wonderful. And the reason we take the time to feed on them is because like we studied last week, we have the same spirit of faith, just like them. No different, no different. And, and by watching what they did and how they did it, and how they believed and how they responded and acted, it's fueling us. Hmm? And it's not just for a history lesson now. This is to fuel us. And so when something comes up today or something comes up tomorrow, we act like they did. We talk like they did. We respond like they did. Because faith is faith. And when we do, everybody might not read about it all over the world, but it'll be a victory. Amen. <laughs> It'll be a victory. And we can talk about it and testify. Maybe our family and our friends. We'll, but there's still opportunity to have great faith victories in this life today. He said, uh, what shall I more say? The time would fail me to tell. And he mentions these six individuals. He said, who through faith they subdued kingdoms. They worked righteousness, they obtained promises, they stopped the mouths of lions, they quenched the violence of, of fire, they escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness they were made strong, they waxed valiant in fight, they turned to flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead raised to life again. So he's, uh, instead of focusing on one individual and talking about them, now he's, he's summarizing and he's saying, he's giving us a list of things that numerous people did. And uh, you can see the recurring theme at every challenge, at every low point, at every seeming impossibility. They, instead of folding and shrinking back and cowering and running from it and hiding, they stood up and they trusted God and they stood and held fast. And when he told them to do something, they did it, no matter what it looked and felt like. And these things happened. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, go with me, if you would, over to the book of Judges.
And let's begin to look at another one of these, uh, these individuals. Judges, the sixth chapter. We've already looked at Barak on last week and learned a lot of things there. And in Judges 6, we see another judge. That's why it's called Judges, is because these, uh, these individuals came to leadership at different times in Israel's history. And actually, they were needed desperately when they came to the forefront to lead because of Israel's idolatry and disobedience. They'd get in such a terrible condition that they'd need miracles to get them out. And notice a recurring theme. When the people needed a miracle, God would put his hand on a man or a woman. <laughs> when, when the nation needed a miracle, he didn't just do it independently of them. He would choose somebody. He would anoint them. He'd speak to them. And the, we, we know Hebrews 10, 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing. And even a lot of church going people, uh, even though they don't think so, uh, they have a problem with that concept of hearing from God. And yet they read the Bible <laughs> and every one of these judges, it'll say the Lord said to them. The Lord, we, we read last week, the Lord uh, spoke to Deborah. And then she, she told Barak that the Lord said. And then the Lord spoke to Barak. And you're going to see here that the Lord spoke to Gideon. It'll just say, and the Lord said to them. And we're used to reading that and seeing that, but that's a big thing. Right? Everybody said out loud, the Lord said. The Lord said. But now there's a lot of cases today, if you say that, people will look at you strange. Won't they? If you say, well, the Lord said, and they go, <laughs> he, he thinks he's hearing from God. <laughs> you hearing voices? Well, no, uh, most of the time that's not what you mean. And yet, it's just as real that you heard from him. Uh, every child of God, every believer can hear from God. He speaks to you through his word. Every verse is him speaking to you. He uh, speaks to you uh, by his spirit. Uh, I know in times past I sought the Lord. I said, Lord, Lord, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. And, and one day he did. And this is what he said. He said, I've said many things to you in the book. Find out what I said in the book. <laughs> and if I want to say something else to you, I will. And man, you can go up any page and just say, God, talk to me. And start reading, and he'll speak to you right out of this word. And we're running out of time again. <laughs> but praise, praise God, we believe we'll have more opportunity the rest of the week. Say it out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. Praise God. And we'll see you tomorrow here at Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. 
class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.